1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uplifting Impact Podcast. I'm Deanna Singh, founder and chief change agent with Uplifting Impact, and I'm excited to be hosting you again today as we take a deeper dive into our journey around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And today, I am talking to a very dear friend of mine. I get a chance to talk to somebody that I graduated with and and got to get into all kinds of shenanigans with when we were back in school. So I am here. With with Ms. Keisha Brown. And Keisha is the Justice Connections founder and CEO. She is an established civil rights attorney with more than 15 years of experience in the legal community. Throughout her career, she found herself constantly inundated with legal referral requests, which not only took a really long time to fulfill, but also exposed the lack of a central source for culturally competent legal counsel and information. So this inspired her to design the trusted legal tech startup that is today known as the Justice Connection. I have to let all of you know that when I found out that Keisha was doing this work and that she had made realized that there was this big gap in the marketplace and we had found a solution for filling that gap and doing it in such an effective way, I was not surprised at all. Because she has always had just a really keen sense of what is happening around her, but also with this idea of how do we solve things? Like, how do we push ourselves towards really looking for solutions? And so, of course, I was like, this is... Brilliant. This is such a fantastic idea. And I already have a million people that I want to send to her for business, including all of you who are on listening to the podcast right now. Um, because it is such an important thing, especially as we think about the way that our legal community has often been experienced by people who are from marginalized groups. And so being able to say not only are we being mindful of the policies we put into place and the laws that we have out there and how we go about this work, but that also and the people who are carrying out the work, right? The people that we've entrusted to represent us, to make sure that we are uh, showing up and that our, our cases are, are are being considered and they're being uh, argued appropriately and all of that, that it's really important that we have this cultural competency as part of what we are doing. And so Keisha, I am yes. so excited to have you on our show today. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. What an awesome intro. I'm just going to like that that snippet and just play that like every morning when I wake up and be like, you are somebody.
1: (laughs) Um, I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the questions, Keisha, that I always like to ask people and it's become part of our tradition here on the podcast is what brings you joy?
0: Mm, So I, um, I'm a new mom, as you know, so my daughter brings me unbelievable joy, right? Even, at two o'clock in the morning when she's calling mama, right, it's, st- there's an element of joy in that. So she brings me joy. Cupcakes bring me joy, like really good quality cupcakes. <laughs> um, they like, you, you take a bite out of it and it's that personalized cake, just the right size for you, unless you have two or three. And that brings me joy. Right. So um, anybody who ever wants to bring me joy, have specialty cupcakes delivered directly to me. I will forever love you.
1: Um, Noted. Noted. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And this may sound, you know, cliche based on, you know, what we're about to get into. But justice brings me joy. Right. Like feeling that there's a fulfillment in justice. And for me, justice looks differently for different people at different times. And over the course of uh, Black people in this co- being in this country, justice has looked very different, right? And we're still looking for different types of justice in different arenas. And so for me, that's something that also brings me joy.
1: That is awesome. You know, when I think about the reasons why I wanted to pursue law, one of the big ones was knowing that everybody's definition, understanding, experience with justice was not the same.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, so and
1: true. and that is like that was the main motivating factor for me is what is it that we can do and how can we make sure that when we're looking at what we talk about as justice and and knowing that justice is evolving, right? Well, how what we think is just today shouldn't be and can't be what we think is just tomorrow. Yeah. Right because we have to evolve as we learn more as we understand more as as different things enter into the mix and different become you know parts of the conversations that we're having. So one of the questions that I have is first of all tell us what Justice Connection actually does just to make sure everybody understands but then can you talk a little bit about why you decided to start this company? Yeah, so Justice Connection is the nation's only black lawyer referral
0: and legal resource platform. It's a place where people can go to, to find quality legal information that uh, they can connect to, they can relate to, as well as, as you noted earlier, culturally competent uh, legal counsel. Um, And so for us, this is just the beginning of Justice Connection. We see this as being a full marketplace for Black people in the law, and we're starting with solid lawyer referrals. Um, And we decided to go that route because As you mentioned, I just had people, I feel like, Dan, from the minute I started law school, right? People are like, oh, you were in law school? Well, do you know somebody? Dot, 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 right? And it just evolves from there. And I really started just being present with those requests. Like, first of all, I know tons of lawyers, right? So it's the question then was, okay, who does what, are they still doing that? How do I reach them? What's the right information to give? Are they in the right jurisdiction, the right neighborhood to be able to be most um, convenient, right, and the right match for that person? And I felt like when I looked online, all of the other lawyer referral networks um, are owned by white men, right? White men are dominant in their rankings for the different lawyers. Their advisory boards and their C-suites were all white uh, for the most part. And I felt like we as people of color, especially Black people, were disproportionate users of these resources because we didn't have that network of lawyers in our personal circles, right? So no matter what your personal net worth income is... Um, You have less access to legal resources than your white counterparts. So you could be a millionaire and be like, oh, Keisha, I got lawyers. Right. But do you have the right number of lawyers, right? Do you have a business lawyer? Do you have an estate planning lawyer? Do you have a lawyer who does taxes? Because knowing two lawyers... Doesn't mean that you now have the resources to really be able to navigate um, just everyday society, right? It's not even waiting for, um, as I like to say, the sugar honey iced tea to hit the fan. I got that one for my it's old school. Uh, right? It's not just waiting for that sugar honey iced tea to hit the fan. It's literally recognizing that legal counsel can be such a val- an important value add to our daily lives.
1: Absolutely. And- I am going to start using that phrase, just FYI, tell your dad, (laughs) Uh, but also I think it is so important, right? I think that a lot of times I, same thing. I mean, I would get so many requests that I actually have like a template. Just Mm -hmm. so you know, right now, right, I have a a law degree. I am not practicing. Here are three or four resources that you can go to that can help you find that, you know, what you're looking for. But I think one of the things that I really love about what you just said is actually thinking about a totally other market than the one that you and I might have started with, right, with our friends and family asking for referrals. But the other thing that I get is I get a lot of companies who are saying, we're really looking for talent that's diverse and we want to have representation amongst our vendors and we want to do this and that and then i say things like well have you looked at any organizations that specifically are targeting right being a referral network for other yeah. african american lawyers being a referral network for other people of you know people women in technology and they're like no Right. And so at the same time, like, and I don't, I I understand it, right. Because we typically will go to the places. That's why people are contacting us. They know us. So you go to the places where you've been to that well before you understand it, you trust it, you know it. But sometimes what that does is we get so comfortable that we don't really challenge ourselves to be creative and think about, wait, where are some places that are like by definition going to help me get over this, this obstacle or this, this perceived, because oftentimes it's perceived notion that I can't find the talent or I can't find somebody who has this expertise, but also represents a different identity than the one that I'm used to.
0: Yep, exactly. Right. I think for us, it's not just about making those connections individually, right. For families, for communities, but also for those enterprises, those corporations and all of them, right. Have outside legal counsel. And one of the things that is quite difficult for black lawyers, we're only Uh, 4.7% of the entire industry right where there are we are not um, dominant in numbers by far and a big part of that is because it's very challenging as you know to do business development, starting from nothing and being able to develop those relationships that over time then manifest into client work. And so this is an opportunity for those corporations to be able to connect with a trusted network and say, hey, let's have those conversations. Let's build those relationships so that, so that when we hire, because it's not even always about like, okay, we need to hire somebody now. We had that RFP for, the, you know, for our, our panel of lawyers. It's about building those relationships in the Black legal community so that you can say, hey, this is the type of work that we do. Right. And how do we then start to prepare black lawyers to meet sort of those niches that some of these corporations even require? And you can do that when you can build those relationships out in a meaningful way.
1: Yeah, I think about the fact that when I went to law school, I had never and ever before going to law school met a black attorney. Mm. You know, I never had an experience or if I did, I didn't know it right where I had an experience. So when we think about like our personal networks and what it takes for even a person, and that's not everybody's experience. That was my experience. Right. But that's not, not normal either. Right. It's so, very common.
0: Right. Like right. my aunt was a lawyer, but then that was it. Yeah. Right. I didn't know any of her friends. So she was the, my person. Right. Yeah. No, I can, I feel think that like, that's the case for most of us.
1: Yeah. And so you think about that, like, okay, well, you know, I'm the only person I know that went into law. And then they're by by just by default, everybody in my network then, I'm the only person they know. And then, you know, you think about like, okay, now I gotta move into this other space where I'm i moved from being a student to, to now being an attorney. So now I'm now I'm trying to practice. And again, that same sort of challenge of of what our networks look like as we go comes with us. But I think that what you've done so beautifully is you've taken that challenge and you've really flipped it on. And its head, and you've made it an asset, right? We know that people within all of our communities need to have resources. So, how do we take this opportunity to really elevate the fact that, hey, yeah, we are people of color, and we do law, and we do it really, really well. And you can now find us, right? You don't have to be part of this 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 network or or have had to have this pre existing relationship. There's another way that allows for us to really provide some equity in in the equation. That's right. Yeah. No.
0: Beautifully said. Beautifully said.
1: Yeah. So I love that. Um, thank you very much for 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 helping us understand what you know what you did and and why you're doing it because I think that that's so incredibly important. I guess another thank, question. Thank you. I gotta say I gotta jump in and say thank
0: you for the opportunity to share. Right. Because you can create something in a vacuum and that doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. It is about being present for folks and connecting with them and meeting them where they're at and being a resource. And so being able to come on to your podcast is such a blessing to be able to reach new audiences and be a resource because we inevitably want to be a resource. I don't want to just put out stuff that I'm like, oh, this sounds good. No. Right. We want to be responsive to what people need. And, you know, with, for example, 70% of black people do not have a will. Right, So I can't say everybody go out and get a will and here are all these great estate planners. We're not there, right? Right. We need to learn the importance of having a will, right? What's the benefit of being able to have an estate plan and recognize that it's something that may sound a little fancy, but it's actually designed in a way and can be personally designed to meet your individual needs and those of your
1: family, right? Absolutely. There's so much there's so much, there's a resource that you're providing, but there's also this educational component, right? Of what does this look like? How do I make these connections? Why do I make these connections? Why is it important for the individual and the corporate or enterprise level, right? Why, Why are we doing all of that? And I think it's an extra it's an extra effort that you have to put into the work that you're doing because it's not just hey type in some things and we're just going to bing 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 here you go no it really is about the educational component the relationship component and the quality component too right like we want to make sure that whatever is coming through that you that you also have identified no this is what it means to be a highly qualified person in the areas in which you need some support yep all the things all, all of, things. of the- <laughs> <laughs> all the things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So one of the things that you listed, right? Like very directly was cultural competency. And I, I was wondering maybe if you could just share like, Why is that important? So if I'm, you know, a lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer. And Keisha, we are not going to tell any lawyer jokes, but I know all of you listening are probably thinking of all the lawyer jokes that, jokes that you heard. Right? And, and we're almost always the butt of these jokes. Right. People always try and get a good laugh after a lawyer. But a lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer, according at least to the the, the jokes that are out there in the world. But that's not really the case, right? We you and I know, that's <laughs> I mean, right? And so, one of the characteristics that you really focus on is this idea of cultural competency. But help me understand, like, why is that important? If a lawyer is a lawyer, is a lawyer?
0: You know, even when you said a lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer, right? I, one of the things that I go to when people think about like lawyer jokes is that um, Shakespeare like play, right, where it talks about when you want to overthrow the government. What's the first thing they do that they say they need to do? Kill the lawyers, right? And people may think of that as like, uh, yeah, we got to get rid of those guys. I thought we weren't going to tell a joke. Okay, but, sorry. but there's such richness in that, right? I actually see it as a badge of honor, right? <laughs> like Because lawyers are the one who know the law, right? They know the process. They value the process. They also are trained, we're trained, we were trained, right, to be able to analyze. So no matter what the situation is, literally folks, sometimes folks don't realize the value of what they're getting because they say, oh, a lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer, right? But having someone who's able to take the law, your unique situation, which has never happened, right? It's happened, maybe a situation to other people. But to you and with your exact scenario has never happened before, right? And so getting someone who can do that, there is great power in that skill set, right? So when Shakespeare writes out, the first thing you need to do when we're about to overthrow the government is get rid of the lawyers, right? Because their job is to be able to apply, hey, wait, there's a process. Hey, wait, I'm about to take all of these different players and analyze it and come up with a plan, a strategy, And that's what you want, right? You want someone who can take your situation based on who you are, your circumstances, and come up with a strategy based on their understanding of the law. And that cultural competency becomes really important when we realize, especially as people of color, especially as Black people in this country, that our circumstance inevitably always ties back in some degree to our race, right? And if you're a black woman, right? You got your race and your gender. Mm-hmm. And if you're a black queer woman, right? You have maybe your your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation. We all have these different layers, right? I'm not gonna uh, deny the existence and the importance of intersectionality, but I will say the cultural competency of someone who can be able to say, I understand because there is this somewhat universal experience of Blackness in this country. Historically understanding that and literally being able to walk in those shoes every day and experience that. And so there's a value that comes when somebody can say, "Um, we go to the same church. We're part of the same sorority. Our cousins went to the same school. You live in the Black neighborhood. Yeah, I remember being the only black kid in, in the in, in at the in the honors pro whatever it is. There's right. this shared um, experience. Yes. And that's and what comes with that too is someone who is vested then in your success. Yeah. Because if you fail, if you don't have the right assets together, Right. If you have uh, if you don't have the right strategy, the right argument, then it is a reflection, because when you're black in America, it reflects on everyone. Right. And so someone who can say your success means the whole community gets to win, whether yeah. we're now for those who may think, wait a second, I knew there was a black newsletter that everybody knew everything that was going on and they celebrating each other's wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not necessarily that strategic, but I will say, right, that that cultural competency at lawyer can best serve their client. And so I'm not saying you can't get good service. You can't get good legal representation from non-Black lawyers. But I am saying there's a special value for those who, are, who can be culturally competent that meets your needs.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, we have to think about that too. There is a degree of lived experience that everybody brings to everything that we do. And there's value to that, right? If if I'm going into do something in tax law, you do not want me, right? Like I I don't have that. But I mean I file my taxes, I pay my taxes, but that's not my area of expertise, right? You're paying for my value, my competency, my acknowledgement, my my knowledge around that. And some of that is learned. And some of that is based on experience, Mm -hmm. right? Where, Where you've been, where you've seen it. So one tax attorney to the next candidate is not the same because one might have done corporate you know, taxes. And, right. and, and another one might've done just like individual tech. Those are very different things that you have to look at, right? Very different requirements, different competencies. And so again, I think it is this, like, how do we shift in our mindset and really give value to the the fact that cultural competency is a competency. It is something that if you've had experience in and you've been educated and you put some time into some of it, again, learn some of it You have to, some of it through experience. Yeah. There's some value to that. So Keisha, I just want to be clear. You also, you support people who are looking from an individual perspective, but you also support people who might be looking from an enterprise level or corporate perspective. We do, we do. And one of the
0: magical things about Black lawyers is that they run the gamuts. I'm talking everything from mergers and acquisitions to business law, to whether it's LLC, startups, development. And so- We are open to partnerships with corporations for the aim of allowing corporations to connect with lawyers of a diverse background but who also meet the subject matter and the skill set that they're looking for, for their panel, their outside legal counsel. It's a win-win so that corporations can not only just meet their supplier diversity needs, but be able to bring new perspectives to those teams to make sure that they're getting the best and most holistic legal strategy possible.
1: So Keisha, I could talk to you all day in another day, we will do that. <laughs> However, <laughs> I want to be respectful of your time, but I do want to make sure that if people are interested, because I know they are, because all of us need attorneys for different things that are happening in our businesses, in our lives, how do they connect to you and to Justice Connection?
0: Yes, thank you. So definitely, I would love to have um, open dialogue, right, and start the conversation. And you can reach me personally at uh, Keisha, that's K I S H A, at justiceconnection.com. You can reach us on all, and I'd love for you to follow us and tweet us and um, like us on, and write your comments on all social platforms Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We're at Justice Connection. Um, and be able to of course subscribe to the website so that you can be up to date on our newsletter we do not spam y'all we do not spam y'all we do not <laughs> spam y'all right you can get once a month some good uh, a newsletter with some good legal tidbits and keep you updated as we uh, launch nationally and you can do that on our website at www.justiceconnection.com.
1: Fantastic. Well, Keisha, thank you so much for being here with us. And to all the people who are listening, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Uplifting Impact. We need more people to help us uplift the impact. We need more people who are willing to look outside of the normal places that they go to, the normal wells that they go to, and really look for the talent that exists. It's not some magical thing that doesn't exist that we can't find. No, it exists. And you can connect to it through resources like the one that Keisha shared with us through Justice Connection. So let's challenge that norm of if people aren't out there or we have to keep going back to the same places or you know, or, or even the norm that, yeah, we don't need to have representation from different kinds of backgrounds. So challenge all of those and really think about where we're going for some of our resources, some of our skill, our talent, our vendors, all all of those things, as we think about how we can create more, how we can create more impact. We love connecting with all of you. We love hearing what you have to say. So please, if you have an idea for a show, if you have a question, you can reach out to us on our website at upliftingimpact.com. You can also reach out to either Justin, uh, my co-host, or I at Justin Ponder on LinkedIn or Deanna Singh on LinkedIn. And until next week, just keep on lifting up that impact because we need you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.